Thank you again for joining us on Journeys with Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we're here today to continue our steps, this journey, as we study the Word of God, and today we're going to be in Hebrews 10th chapter and 10th verse. And our subject today, or title, is going to be Passionate in Grace. Passionate in Grace. So, um, today in Hebrews 10.10, 10, we're going to pick up where we left off. We know that Christ died for all of us. And what drove him was his love for man and his love for each of us. Knowing that the scripture says that while we were yet in our sin, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means he, he died, and the scripture goes on to say he died for the whole world. No matter what their sin was or what our sin was or what we were involved in, whether it's uh, 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 gambling or uh, or thievery, or murder, or lying, or cheating, or, or any sexual sin you could think of, anything that you can imagine, Christ died for the whole world while we were yet in our sin. God didn't wait till we were worthy of it, for we will never be worthy in and of ourselves, but we are righteous through the sacrifice of what Jesus did for us. And we're going to pick up again today as I repeat uh, Hebrews 10th chapter and the 10th verse. It says, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. And as we talked last week in our last, uh, in rather in our last message, we talked about what drove Christ. It was his love for us. And Revelation 13 talks about how the lamb was, was, was sacrificed and, 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 and before the very foundation of the world. Jesus knew what his mission was, and it was the passion, that, that love for us that drove him that pushed him, that set his face to go through every obstacle, every trial, every tribulation. He knew he had to get to the cross, for only at the cross could he die for the sins of man. If he would have died on the whipping post, then he would have died too early. It would have been too early. He had to take all of the beating all when they, when they pulled the beard out of his face, when they spit on him, when they slapped him back and forth, all night long they beat him. They beat him, they slapped him, they smacked him across the face and asked him time and time again, are you yet the Christ? Are you the one you said you was, uh, you, you said you was the son of God? Why doesn't your God come and help you now? But Jesus, because of his love for us, endured the beating endured the scorn. Can you imagine dying for someone, giving your life for someone who you know hates your very existence, that wishes you were dead and even testified and made up lies so that uh, uh, they could get you on the most, 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 most uh, repulsive death that could be? They stripped him naked. They, they gambled for his clothes. And all through all of this, Jesus continued on his journey. And the level verse says, And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. We know that uh, prior to Christ dying, that was the mode of operation under the law. For every year on the Day of Atonement, uh, the priest would, would, would take, a, uh, take a sacrifice and they would kill the, kill the animal. They would kill the lamb and they would uh, 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 take the blood from the lamb and it will pour it upon the altar. And for that one day, all of the nation, as the priest came out, 
them knowing that if he didn't die in the in the Holy of Holies, God was accepting the the, uh, the offering of the people, and their sins were covered for that one for that one day that one well, at one time, but it had to come every year. And the eleventh verse says, every priest stands daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which could never take away sins. It covered them, but it didn't take them away. Twelfth verse says, but this man. After he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down on the right hand of God. When he was on the cross and he had endured all of the, 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 the ridicule and suffering that he did, he said, It is finished. I finished my course. I, I, I fulfilled the prophecies. I suffered. I took on the sins of man. He took what we deserve so that we could take what he deserved. We deserve death, but we get life. He deserved life, but yet he took death so that we could boldly come, as the scripture says, before the throne of God because of what Jesus did, because of what he did and what he's offering to us today. It's like it's like at Thanksgiving where your you know your mother your grandmother prepares a sumptuous meal you know you got the turkey and the ham and all the different things they got the pies and the cakes and the you know and, and then all the vegetables that you could ever eat they cook for grandmama and them and 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 and, and all the, the kids and the grandkids everybody just come into the house and they come for supper and can you imagine somebody walking into your grandmother's house or to your mom's house after all they don't work the previous day and through the evening and in getting up that morning to finish all the touches on it and you walk in with a hamburger and say, I believe I'll eat this. In most houses, you and your hamburger will go out the door because of, the sac of, of, of what the sacrifice was made, it would be unacceptable for you to come to that table and eat something different than what, what was prepared. And this is what God is saying to us today. If you cannot come to the communion table, to, to, uh, to the altar of God without acknowledging Christ. If you don't come through Jesus, then you can't come at all. The scripture says that uh, when, they, when, 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 when they came, when, when they saw Jesus working miracles and they saw him doing numerous, you know, he opened the blinded eyes, he healed the sick, he, he raised uh, the widow's son, he healed Jairus' daughter, he healed the ten lepers. He did all these mighty works. He fed them with uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. He fed 5,000 people. He did all of these miracles. And when they saw him do numerous miracles, they said, we want to do the work. How can we do the work that you do, Master? He's the only, he said, believe on the one whom God has sent. In other words, he said, come through me. He said in John 10, 10, I'm the door. I'm the door of the sheepfold. If any man come up any other way, He's a thief and a robber, but I'm the way. Going on down to the 13th verse, it says, From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Jesus is waiting. He's, he's, he's positioned at the right hand of God, waiting on us. We're, he's waiting. The, the earth is waiting on, on the sons of God to fulfill our what we should do in the earth. He, we're waiting. God is waiting on us. And when the time appointed, Christ will come and take his church back home. But he's waiting on us. 
He's waiting on his church, his glorious church, his wonderful church. There is coming a revival. There is coming a time when, 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 when the earth is going to see the greatest influx into the church that it's ever seen. And this time that I'm speaking now, COVID is still, uh, people are still dying. They have shots they're giving some, many that, 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 that will receive them. And whether you receive them or not, I receive it by faith. If you take it, the COVID shot, take it by faith. If you choose not to, refuse it by faith. But whatever you do, do what, because the scripture says, that which is not of faith is sin. So it's your choice. But what I'm talking about today is, is that Jesus is waiting on his church. He's waiting on us. He's waiting for the Father to say, go call my children home. Fourteenth verse says, for by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified, that are sanctified. 14, 10, 14, for by one offering, one offering, one time Jesus went to the cross, one time, he said he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. You are ready. If you are a, a, a born again Christian, your spirit is ready as it will ever be. First uh, uh, John says that as he is, so are we in this life. We are, and you are as perfect in your spiritual man, in your spirit man, rather, than you will ever be throughout eternity. Now, the issues are, one, if you're going to walk in victory in this earth, your mind's got to be renewed. Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about uh, that, that, that we must be uh, transformed by the renewing of our mind. If you want to walk in victory, if you want to walk in the authority of God, then you have to have your mind renewed by the word. You have to sow the seed of the word. You have to sow it. Because that's what God did with his word. You said, what are you talking about, preacher? When Jesus died, he was that uh, uh, a grain of corn. He was buried in the earth for three days. But when he, when he arose, what a great harvest. That, 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 that has come into the house of God. Hundreds of thousands of millions of people will surround the throne. Revelation 7 talks about a number that will never, that shall never be, uh, that, that, that no man could number. A number that no man could number. Because of what Jesus did. A sacrifice for all times. A sacrifice that covered from Adam until now. Because the scripture says that he went into he went into Hades, went into hell, and he preached to those who were captive, who lived in fear of death. He went and he preached to them. And they arose out of the grave. When Jesus rose, they arose and went to another part of heaven. But they too were covered by Christ. He died once for all. For by one offering. He perfects forever them that are sanctified. Verse 15 says, Wherefore the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost also, is witness unto us. For after that, after that he has said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. God, when Jesus died, he satisfied God. He satisfied him. The father is satisfied with what the offering that Jesus made. That's why he said, that's why the scripture says in the previous verses, Christ dies once, dies no more. For by one offering, he perfected forever them that are sanctified. Yeah, forever means for eternity. 
for eternity, you are sanctified if you will receive it by faith and then walk by faith. If you will receive it by faith and walk by faith. He said the 17th verse says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. God said, your sins? What sin? Why? Not because uh, uh, there, a, there is a repercussions for sins. I said earlier in, the, in a previous message. Being walking in grace and walking by faith does not, as, as Romans says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No. We should never, uh, 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 a true believer in God wishes to walk before God in, 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 the, uh, in, in holiness and in righteousness. But we are made righteous by what Jesus did. And we are washed by our faith in the word of God. It's an inside job. For if you're trying to get close to God by what you do, then you're going back to works. But when your faith is in the grace of what Jesus did, when you are sanctified by what Jesus did, by when, by, uh, as we read in, in, in the book where it says, but Jesus began to speak to Paul, speak to Paul, he says, my grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. For my strength is made perfect in thy weakness. What Jesus did satisfied God. God is satisfied with what he did. Then he goes on to say, I'm going to read 18. He said, now where remission of sin is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore a brother boldness to enter into the, holy, into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. No longer will we go and, and, and we, we often hear teachings today about going into the Holy of Holies, going into, the, uh, going into uh, uh, the outer court and the inner court. No more of that. When we read the scriptures, God never said he's going to rebuild Solomon's temple that had the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. What God said he was going to rebuild is, is, is uh, David's uh, temple. That tabernacle that David had, where there was no inner or outer court. That's the tabernacle that God said he's going to rebuild. Where the whole, all the holiness of God can be revealed to all of us. For now, even we are the temple of God. We are the temple that the Holy Spirit lives in now. In that day, the Holy, uh, the Holy Ghost, you could say, as the type or shadow, was in the Holy of Holies in the uh, Ark of the Covenant. But now we are the spiritual ark. We house the Spirit. We house God. The very scripture says, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Romans uh, 8 says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth also in you. You have the same power, the same anointing, the same blessing on your life that Christ has in his. That's why he said in the scripture, you can do this. He said, I give you power. I give you authority. I give you dominion over all the powers of the enemy. Do what I've commanded you to. If you if you receive the Holy Spirit, if you receive this power and this authority, for you don't have to receive the Holy Spirit. You can go to heaven without uh, being baptized. Rather, excuse me. You can be baptized. You, can, you don't have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But if you believe her, the Holy Spirit resides in you. For as I, I quoted earlier. He that has not the spirit of God is none of his. So when you, uh, a person is born again, they receive a measure of the spirit. They have received uh, the Holy Spirit within them, within their inner spirit. That's where the Holy Spirit dwells. 
But if you want to be baptized with speaking in it, with the evidence of speaking in tongue, that's where the dunamis comes. That's where you can go out and heal the sick, raise the dead. That's why you can do the, the miraculous works of God when we allow the spirit. Well, as Paul said, he, he, prayed, he talked about having the let, allowing the word to work, the, the, the spirit of God to work through him. That the word of God would have his free course. That's what we want. We want the Holy Spirit to have the free course in us so that we can walk. And when they see our good works, they will glorify God. They won't point to you. When God answers your prayer, when your next door neighbor talks, up, lets you know about the, uh, the grievous things that are bothering their child, and you say, well, you know what, let me, can, I, can I pray for you? Will you allow me? And then we'll see the sick being healed. We'll see miraculous things happen. For in this day, everybody's got a black book. You look at all the many uh, uh, religions today. They all seem to have a black book. They all have ways of, of, of going to, to God. But in Christ, Christ came to us. The scripture says, uh, the law came by Moses. But grace came by Jesus Christ. Jesus brought grace and truth to us. He brought us the very essence of God. For God is love. That was what Jesus came to do. To show us God, the true and living God, the God that loves, the God that loves. Psalms 8 chapter says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? God's mind is full of you. It's full of how that he can relate to you. How can he can get, because everything that he's done for us, he's already, everything that, that he's done, he's already done. He's reserved it for us in the spirit. But we have to access it. As uh, the book of Romans 5 says, we have access into this grace wherein we stand. We have access. Access means we have entry. We have an entry point to the grace of God. We have an entry point to the blessings of God. And that entry point is Jesus. For the promises of God are yes and amen. God wants you if, you, if 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 you can find a promise in the grace of God, it's yours freely. It's freely God give. Freely. He wants to bless his people. What did Jesus say when, again, when he uh, quoted the, uh, rather gave the, uh, when the disciples asked, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus began to say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he went on to say in another verse of scripture, occupy till I come. Jesus wants us to make heaven, bring heaven down to earth. So in other words, live in the authority, live in the blessing, live as you will live in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no lack of poverty in heaven. The scripture said that he became weak. He, be, he became uh, a poor that we might be rich. Didn't say everybody going to be a millionaire with two planes and, 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 and 25 houses. But he came to supply all of our needs, every need that you'll ever have. God has already supplied it. He's already made provision. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's my provider. Psalms 103 and 1 talks about, bless the Lord on my soul. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. For he healeth. For he forgiveth me of all of my iniquities. And he healeth me of all of my diseases. Everything that you will ever need, God's got it. He's prepared it for you. As I'm closing off from now, and this, as we've done this podcast, he's provided all things that pertain unto life and godliness. They complete, I believe, one and three. All things. You can't get any more than all. All means every, entire, complete. You're complete in him if you will access it by faith. If you will access the blessings of God with the faith which Jesus supplies. Galatians uh, 2.20 says, The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus provides the faith. He even gives us the faith that we need. Did you ever hear in the gospel when Jesus walked the earth of a time when he prayed for a thing and his faith failed? His faith never failed. Because he believed. He said, I am my father one. I'm not doing nothing less than that, which I hear my father. We're in agreement. As I said earlier, that our job is to agree with what he said. Be in agreement. Be in, in, be in lockstep with him. Say, Lord, if you say so, if this is what you say, you said this in your word, so I believe it. And I receive the blessings that you have for me and that you've reserved for me. And now by faith, Lord, I pray and I receive the manifestation of my healing. I receive the manifestations of abundance and my, of, of my supply. I receive, Lord, the, 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 the promise that you made for me. So you said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto me. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. That's Matthew 7 and 7 and 7 and 8. And, and rather, Matthew 7 and 8. He said, everyone that asks, receive. Everyone. Every prayer you ever made that was based in grace. You didn't go crazy and asking for things that was that's not uh, um, that's not contained in, in, in the promises of grace. He said, it's yours. What, we, what, what the, the wait time is, the manifestation. And sometimes God's got to wait on us. He's got to wait on men. He said, when he, when he talked about blessing, he said, men shall give unto your bosom. God's not going to counterfeit uh, uh, the U.S. currency. He's not going to write a, 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 a bouncing check. But he will cause men to bless you. He will cause funds that have been held up to be loosed. He will cause that job that you're looking for to be to be uh, to be loosed and, and that phone call to come or that text message or that email come and says, welcome to the company. When can you start? He will. He will lead you to the place that's desperate for help. No, they're desperate for you because it's yours and it's waiting on you. But again, I hope you received something today. Again, it's Pastor Eric Hubbard with Journeys in Grace. And today we're talking about passionate grace. Passionate. What, what Jesus did for us, no other human being, and it had to be a man. No man could do it. No man. Samson and all of his strength couldn't do it. 
Solomon in all of his wisdom couldn't do it. The most righteous king of all, David, couldn't do it. None of them. Ezekiel said he searched for a man among them. Uh, I searched for a man among them. They will make up the hedge and stand in the gap. He said, but I found none. Why? Because nobody could do. We all was born of a, with a sin nature. That nature that came from Adam. But what that one man did, Adam, he passed on his sin nature to us. But what Jesus did, the second Adam, he now passes on a righteous nature. If Adam could, have, could have infect all men with uh, sin, Jesus can bless all men with the, and has blessed all men with the righteousness of God. And that's all men who will believe. Believe and you receive. Doubt and you will do without. Again, it's Pastor Eric Hubbard with Journeys in Grace. I pray that you receive some, something out of this message today. If you want to reach us, you can email us at PastorEricND at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-A-N-D-D-E-E at gmail.com. You can write us at Pastor Eric at Post Office Box 4473. Marietta, Georgia, 30064. Again, Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473. Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, uh, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Blessings to you. Have a blessed day. See you again at the next broadcast.